Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker and I'm joined via Zoom for the first time in this podcast history. Matt, Sage Vernon Chamberlain, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing fine. You know, COVID couldn't keep us away, Ryan, but a uh, historic snow slash ice storm across the state of Oklahoma can, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what just- it took, though. The snow apocalypse in Oklahoma. If you're not from around Oklahoma, if you're somewhere from like the north of the United States or anywhere <laughs> else, you're like, why would a snow like six inches of snow shut down a state? It's because we have like three uh, <laughs> snow snow plows in the entire state. <laughs> one for OKC, terrible. one for Tulsa, and one for the rest of the state. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> And, and it's just terrible. It's just everyone loses their minds. No one knows how to drive anymore. Yeah. Matt, we're really beating around the bush here because you know what episode this is? Hundo. Episode 100. Somehow we've been doing this podcast now for 100 episodes. Uh, and people still listen. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of my mom, too, which is just <laughs> incredible. Shout out. Shout out Alice Parker, you know? And I, I think somewhere along the way, my wife has listened occasionally, which is a huge win. That's more than me. Yeah. My yeah. wife. Let me clarify that. My wife. I was, I was about to say, <laughs> you sit through this podcast, Matt. You got to <laughs> listen to it at least once. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, before we get into episode 100 and what we're going to talk about, uh, let me remind you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you haven't already and give us a rating and review on uh, your favorite podcast service of choice i'm recap of episode 99 if you missed it we did this two weeks ago before the super bowl matt's tom brady winning the super bowl of course i picked i picked the chiefs i'm not gonna lie i went i went the wrong way on that one uh but we talked about deals for bradley beal what a rhyme that is yeah deals for beal deals for beal and then uh we also did a league pass watch. Matt had the Bucks, uh, and they are now sixteen and ten, sitting I think second in the East officially, as of this recording, and five and two over the past two weeks since we recorded. And then I had the Atlanta Hawks, and boy oh boy, Matt, this was a tough tough assignment at times. They are they were the Atlanta Hawks, you know? Yeah, they were they were the fighting Trey Youngs, that's for sure. Not a lot of defense and a whole bunch of offense, uh, meaningless offense. <laughs> uh, to, and they're 11-14 and still in the playoff hunt uh, somehow in two and five over the past two weeks, uh, which feels just something else. Feels uh, about right, though. But Matt, what happened in the news this past week? I want to know. So a lot going on uh, in the NBA, part of it because we had those two weeks off, had to take off for that Super Bowl. Watch, watch Tommy get another. Um, but, but in the NBA, most recently, uh, we, we got a trade, Ryan. So Derek Rose um, talked to Detroit, said, I don't have a lot of miles left on my legs. Send me somewhere to win. They said bet and sent him to the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's, that was something. Reuniting Derek Rose with Tom Thibodeau. In exchange, um, the Knicks sent... Dennis Smith Jr. and a second round pick um, via Charlotte to the Detroit Pistons. Ryan, your boy, uh, Troy Weaver, who came over from OKC and is now running the Pistons, um, 
taking just big swings on a young developmental hasn't panned out talent in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you do as one of the worst teams in the NBA, right? Like you, uh, you get Derek Rose, you send Derek Rose out. I feel like you could have gotten a little bit more for Derek Rose. The I way do too. Playing. Um, but I mean, Dennis Smith is essentially a early second round pick. Yeah. And another second round pick from Charlotte, which is going to be a pretty good second round pick. Right. Um, I figured that'll fall somewhere between like 37 and 47, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. That's good range. Um, and you can find some guys in that range. I, uh, I, I'm curious about this side for the Knicks, and I want to hear your thoughts on this because we haven't talked about this at all. Uh, what is New York doing? <laughs> Trying to win games. Um, I, I guess. No, I guess 100% what they're doing. So, and and going along with this, um, it was reported that initially the Pistons asked for Kevin Knox, and the Knicks said no, but they would be willing to do DSJ, and they did. So even though Knox and Frank Nielakita have all but fallen out of the Knicks rotation, they were still refusing to trade them, um, which that's peculiar. But so I think with the Knicks, it's they're, they know we got RJ Barrett, we got Mitchell mm-hmm. Robinson, and then there are two first round picks from this past draft, Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly, quickly um, lighting NBA Twitter on fire. And then after that, it's, those four guys, it's really, we're going to fill in with vets. Um, as we know, like Alfred Payton, most notably Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel. And honestly, Tibbs wants like an eight, nine man rotation. So Reggie Bullock and now Derek Rose. All right, cool. That's nine. That's all That's all he needs. Or <laughs> Kevin though, Knox is just like out of the picture. Like I'm really surprised they went after Derek Rose because they do have like a Frank Nielakita. I know Frank doesn't really bring that offensive game like Derek does but it's not going to get better sitting on the bench Ryan yeah like I, I I'm just curious about this Knicks team like I get it you're wanting to make the playoffs you haven't in a long time uh but once you want to take a risk and find out what you have and Neil Akita and Knox I mean I guess if you're thinking of maybe trading one of those guys or both those guys somewhere towards the deadline I guess this this deal makes more sense um but I always, I don't know, I, I think you and I always kind of lead towards developing your guys and giving your guys a chance. If you're a um, sub-500 team, definitely. Which the Knicks, as good as they have been for Knicks standards this year, they are still a below 500 team. Right. Right. And so it's like, why can't those guys be the ninth and 10th or 10th and 11th guys in your rotation at the very least and still get 5 to 12 minutes a game? Right. right. Like, that's what's, like got to be like the minimum for those two. Like what's hurt. Like I know Knox, it hasn't been ultra efficient and hasn't been really good on the defensive end, but you, you would feel like, I don't know. You just, you don't know what you have until you kind of pl- let it play out a little bit. And I, don't, I feel like they've given up prematurely on Kevin Knox. Um, and, and maybe that's not a fair assessment of what they're doing here, but it, it definitely feels like that to me. No, like, I, I think I lean towards agreeing with you. Is like, it does feel like, in Tom Timdo, that's just not what he was going to do. Right. So, you know, Kevin Knox, he's on the books for this year and then on the books for like about five and a half million next year. And then after that, he's an RFA. I honestly have no idea if the Knicks would match any offer for him at this mm. point. So with that said, like, 
if you're not going to match any offer, you've got to essentially you should trade him in the next year and a half. Yeah. So if not now in this situation, when a team wanted him, then when, right? right. Like, as you're just assuming somewhere else, someone else is going to come around and come get him. Like, that's fine, I guess. And then Frank, he's on the books for this year at 6.1. And then again, he'll, um, he can come off the books as an RFA. But again, would they match any contract for him? That's like not a minimum. I'd probably not. Probably I not. Feel like, I feel so like, like, why not get something for him then? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Frank specifically could help like a contender down the line as kind of that defensive guard um, who can come in and play some really good defense. Um, you're like a really ask. smart team like Dallas, who's like yeah. trying to make the playoffs and is like, yeah. we just need a, a fourth guard who plays defense. All right, cool. We're going to go give up a useless second round pick. Right. And get someone who can lock lock uh like a really good guard down maybe not your best guard but frank's still really a good on ball defender and i think there's a lot of value um in that and if you think you can develop him as a catch and shoot um offensive player which he's shown at least some potential to be like and again in a system where luka Doncic is just driving and kicking like that's all you have to do so like that that should be a smart team doing something like that and there are other teams out there um, that would do some sort of deal like that. I just hope the Knicks, for the sake of just general, like I want to see teams do smart things, make a decision like that. And at least get a second round pick back. At least get a second round pick back. Yep, 100%. And if you package them both, maybe you can get like a late first um, from someone yeah. like, I don't know, the Nuggets. Someone, someone that can need some depth, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, and they're probably not going to use their pick anyway. This That kind of feels like a Portland move, honestly, too. Yeah. Is like, we're just going to punt our pick again because we don't believe in drafting players uh, anymore. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's just the sense I get from one of those two teams uh, that they're going to be competitive and try to go all in. Yeah, that I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Would, um, would a team like Houston make sense? They have... Um, the I think they have the Blazers pick, and that Blazers pick is going to be pretty good. Could the Rockets have trade that Blazers pick, which is going to be you know twenty three or whatever, to New York for both of those guys? Because you know it kind of feels like that. They have like no depth at all. So yeah, I mean they're sitting at eleven fourteen right now as of this recording, thirteenth in the West. So you're three games back at the Kings, uh, which is kind of crazy to say. Right. Kings are in the playoff conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can make a move like that. I feel like another team that would be uh, try to make a move like this is maybe um, the Pacers. Uh, they, they don't have a ton of guard depth. And I feel like Nilakita could help, uh, especially with Levert's status for the rest of the season right. kind of up in the air. And even taking a flyer on Kevin Knox could be a big swing for them if he hits in that system. No, I think you're right. Like, why couldn't he effectively be like a you know new age TJ Warren? Right. Yep. I get that for sure. Um, something to monitor as we have a uh, like three ish four more weeks till the trade deadline. Um, it's so yeah, he's going to start popping up more and more. Um, other news from the NBA. So Mark Cuban making waves um 
in the NBA media sphere um, over the national anthem. Um, Ryan, did you did you know they weren't playing the national anthem? Like they haven't been all year. Had no clue. Had right, because no like who who watches that early on to know? Like who's tuning into their game twenty minutes early to know that? I have no. Uh, I, like I I think I even had the Mavs at one point in our league pass watch, and I had no clue. Like it, it doesn't even you know ring a bell until, uh, and I don't obviously no one in the league even noticed it either. Yeah, <laughs> um, no one was checking. Until, Adam Silver wasn't checking in on that. It wasn't until um, Mark Cuban said it at a press conference um, that they weren't going to be doing it at home games that it, it caught headlines and everything. And part of that's probably due to more of the fact that you know li- being in Texas, you know they're like, hey, anyone and everyone can come to games. Um, yeah. <laughs> that it starts getting more attention um so it was going to come up eventually but um i and then the nba subsequently issuing a statement saying all teams will play it blah 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 um since this is just a news part we're, we're not getting into it too much but um mark cuban's got some fight in him and uh i wouldn't be surprised if uh this this battle's not over ryan put it that way i would agree i would agree a um, couple other notes here. The NBA, um, we mentioned last time that they were considering having an all-star game. They have confirmed they're going to have an all-star game um, as well as they're looking into, you know, those, those, their fun little side contest, um, a slam dunk competition and three-point contest. Um, said it before, say it again. I'm not sure why for any of it. <laughs> There's um, no need for this. And players have spoken out about this. Like LeBron James has spoken out about this. Darren Fox. Uh, Darren um, Fox has been right. very outspoken about this. Right. So, um, and he gave a great interview um, the other day. I think it was Zach Lowe. It was kind of yeah. making sure yeah. um, people heard the full statement, which is for the sake of contact tracing. Right. What? Like, why would we do this? Right. Because yeah. all of a sudden, twelve teams or so might have someone who's out now. Um, and he said something there that surprised me too. I didn't realize players got fined for not playing in the all-star game. Like if, if you, you get voted and yeah, you just say no. Yeah. If you don't have an injury, like, and you just decline the invitation, you get fined. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you make, if you're getting fined $10,000 and you make $20 million, I guess that's chump change to you. Yeah. Right. But yeah. You know, uh, I, I noticed that also it did stick out. Um, one last big thing before we talk about injuries. So the G league bubble has kicked off. Have you caught any of these games, Ryan? I, t- watching, I saw watching your blue? boy, uh, what, who is it? Nico Mannion on uh, <laughs> Instagram just lighting it up the other day. Um, Nico does things, sure. Um, <laughs> can't guard, but he does some cool things on offense. Um, <laughs> most namely for the league, their G League Ignite team, which features two top draft prospects um, who decide to skip college and go straight to the G League. Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, really been showing out um, in the couple of games the Ignite have played in. Um, Kuminga most, most notably was having great reported um, training camps going into it. And then in his two games he's played has looked like a guy who I'm not going to say he's going to be a number one pick because there's already a really strong number one option in this draft, but he has climbed a lot of draft boards from like five, six to like the two, three range now. Mm, um mm. A six eight wing with seven two wingspan, who is athletic as anyone, and uh, the three point shot looks better—not good, but better. I think uh, 
if you're if you're interested in seeing two future faces of the NBA, try and catch some G League Ignite games featuring Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. And uh, we'll get to some injuries now because it's been a couple of weeks. The list is a bit long. Um, we mentioned Houston earlier. Their uh, star this year, Christian Wood, he's being evaluated on a week-to-week basis to determine his return from a second ankle sprain in this past month. Um, so, and at this point, he's more labeled as out indefinitely, but that could change at any given week if once they determine he's fine. But for a team that we don't really expect to make the playoffs, probably better to be more cautious than anything. Mm. Aaron Gordon for the Orlando Magic is out three to five weeks with a severe ankle sprain. Larry Nance Jr. for the Cleveland Cavaliers out three to five weeks with a broken finger. DeAndre Hunter, the young emerging um, star wing for the Atlanta Hawks, he's out at least two more weeks after having a minor knee procedure. Um, that again, I'm I'm not here for for knee injuries or knee procedures, and then just be like hopping back <laughs> into. No, I don't get it. Um, again, Atlanta probably needs to be cautious there, but again, trying to make the playoffs. Who knows? The Knicks. Center Mitchell Robinson um, fractured his right hand um, just the other day. So he's out four to six weeks. And the Heat's big man, Myers Leonard, he had season-ending shoulder surgery um, about a week and a half ago, putting him out for the rest of the year. And what the Heat were already struggling with, most notably this year was depth, took another big hit with him being out now. And that's all the injuries that I could recall off the top of my head, unless you have any more Ryan that were like, not just a game or two. I don't remember at this point. I know your boy like Shay's missed like a game here or there. I think he's kind of just like the thunder being cautious with him and kind of keeping him out of a couple of games. Um, Also uh, to, you know, get that better draft pick and tank. Got to, got to protect the tank. Shay was winning us too many games there. Do we need a last news bit? Talk about the epic tank job of Hami Diallo the other day. Is he's that, that worth noting? <laughs> Captain Tank this year. It's amazing. I don't it's know. like he's showing improvement, but also like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of been incredible. Like watching his, his development this year, like he's scored 20 points a couple times this year and it's been nice, but he definitely had a, a mental error, I guess, if you want to put it that way. I think closing either closing the first half or closing out the third quarter uh uh, jamal murray threw up a heave around half court uh and it kind of like rimmed out uh and like Hami diallo went up and grabbed the rebound but it was still over the cylinder and like it it was a goal 10 so they got three points thunder ended up losing by i think two two. (laughs) Uh, just great so it's just one of those heartbreakers uh, it's one of the it's it, it's it's heartbreaking, but at the same time super encouraging because uh, you know got to get got to tank for Cade. The, like the dream's dis- st- still alive. Right. It's like getting disciplined by your parents. Like you know, like ah uh, yeah, it's probably for the best, but this really sucks. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Tank for Cade. Tank so, for Cade still alive. Let's we're gonna have two topics today. Yeah, we are. Because um, this first one probably won't take super long, but. We'll talk about All-Stars um, here in a bit. But first, Ryan, are you on TikTok? I'm not, but my wife is. I'm not on TikTok either. I just assume that if it's anything actually worth watching, it'll eventually end up on Twitter or Instagram. That's right. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of my philosophy with TikTok. Um, so there was a, I don't know, a trend 
Is that is that? A yeah, good yeah. I would say yeah. It was like a yeah a trend. Like it was the trending trending thing among, I guess NBA TikTok maybe or NBA Twitter. That's so weird. NBA TikTok. Like that's NBA TikTok. I don't even know if that's a thing. I just assume that's a thing. <laughs> NBA is a one of those weird niche leagues. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you haven't haven't seen this. Um, uh, a person will have their TikTok and they'll do a random generator and get five different teams one at a time. And they take a player from each team given to them to form their ideal starting lineup um, from point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. So without TikTok, because we're grown men, we, <laughs> we are going to um, participate in this as well, just with a different app. Um, so we're going to use a random generator still. We're going to go one at a time, um, and we will build our ideal starting lineups and then, uh, maybe have a, a little debate on whose team would win, Ryan. I like it. So, I do like you want to, do you want to be the first, uh, team? I'll spin first. Sure. All right, go ahead. All right. I'm spinning now. Um, let's see who I get. Uh, it looks like I'm going to get the smack Sacramento Kings. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, smart. He's got to be the pick there. Yeah, I'm not picking Marvin Bagley. That's for <laughs> dang sure. I mean, if you wanted a glue guy, you could have taken like Harrison Barnes or a shooter you could have taken Buddy. Yeah. Or if you were going to super hop on the Tyrese Halliburton bandwagon. Oh, that would have been another good pick. He's been He's been good this year. That would be something if you needed like a fifth guy. Yeah. But yeah. Not this early on. I get it. All right. Let me go here. Oh, God. That's so loud. <laughs> yeah, I right. have to mute mine. We're both using the same, like, spinning wheel, and it's very loud if you don't mute yeah. it. Oh, Ryan, I have your Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, okay. So, oh, gosh, this is hard. Um, There's not a lot of options here. <laughs> um, At one I point guess... there was, but there's not anymore. <laughs> Warford could be an option here. Um, obviously, SGA. I think that's the pick. I think it has to be SGA. Is he technically a point guard or a shooting guard? I think you could pick him at either. He's a combo guard, so you can really go wherever. I'll put him at point and then uh, go from there. If you need I'll, to move I'll, him, I'll find some other ball handlers yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Because right. he's. Yeah, I think he's best as like a shooting guard and can play some point. And like, run yeah, really offense. off ball is yeah. more of where I want him. Right, right. Okay. I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to spin again. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> it looks like. Uh, oh, dang. I just got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Should I spin again? Yeah, spin again. We don't want that. All right. Yeah, we can't have yeah. too many of these. Can't have too many Thunder guys. We look like a Homer podcast. Definitely can't. Okay. I got the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and I'm going to go Kevin Durant. At the three. Over, really effectively, I'm assuming Kyrie is not even in the discussion here for you. Kyrie is not in the discussion. It was between, honestly, Jeff Green and... Um, <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> TLC, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Kyrie uh, really is down to James Harden, Kevin Durant. Because uh, if we're picking elite NBA players, we're I'm picking one of those two guys, sure. and KD is 
is more malleable than either Kyrie or Harden. So definitely. That's my pick. There. All right. Here we go. Let's spin the wheel this time. I wonder if I could have picked like all former Oklahoma City players. If the if the wheel LA Lakers. 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 Um can I put Again, I I'll, I'll go LeBron, but I'm putting him at the four. Okay, that that's I'm, I'm a little worried about AD. In all honesty, this little Achilles tendinopathy or whatever he's got, yeah, like yeah, that that was that is a little concerning. I don't like seeing Achilles anything. Right. From apparently like what I've heard, and I don't know if I said the word right there, but like it's it's worse than tendinitis apparently, Oof. and it's like tendonitis keeps people out so i'm really not here for that so uh yeah i'm a bit worried there. yeah and lebron so, I, I mean lebron it's just lebron right right it's you know again i need some ball handlers to go along sga point point forward here lebron james all right i'm gonna spin it and oh uh, <laughs> i keep spinning yours okay i got the lakers i'm gonna spin again it's really unfortunate. Okay. Oh, I got the Dallas Mavericks. Got to go Luca. You have to. Your defense is uh, struggling, though. It, it's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be rough, but we're going to put up like 140 points. That's a good point. I like, I mean, I don't wrong. I would do it too because Porzingis is. I mean, Porzingis I, uh, isn't any better. Right? In theory, he's better defensively. One, he has uh, to be on the floor. Year. Not this year. He can protect the rim still, but <clears throat> and moving is hard. Moving is really hard. After like your <laughs> seventh knee surgery, yeah, moving is hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, I'm worried about Chris Tops. I, I am, and honestly, there's no one else on that team really even worth considering at that point. So, Wait, you're not you're not taking Tim Hardaway. Um, I put him in one of my FanDuel lineups the other day, and he Ooh. gave me nothing, so I'm out mm, That's fair. permanently. So, all right, let's get my third team here. Let's see who we got, who we got. Hey, I got my Washington Wizards. Ooh, your boy so, Brad Beal. Yeah. That's it. That's obviously the move. I'm not taking Russ by any stretch of the imagination. And um, that team, uh, I mean, doing wrong, I like some of the young pieces, just not many of them as NBA players right now. So, <laughs> yeah, Rui, I mean, like Rui. Again, I like him a as a young years. piece, but yeah. like not now, not yet. Yeah. Uh, Denny Avdia, who they picked this past draft, like him, just he's not there yet. So, outside of Bertans, like there's not a lot else to work with there. So go Brad Beal. I like it. So I went ahead and spun already, Matt. Okay. And I got the Atlanta Hawks. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But you already have all your guard spots full. So I'm going to pick Clint Capella here. Dude's been uh, killing the rebounding game. And and that's the thing is, like, if I'm – if my – if two of my guards are just – one of my guards, really, because Jared Fox can play defense a little bit. Um, if he's just going to be a non, non issue, like non really elite 
defender. I need someone in the paint who can defend the paint. That's what Capella is. So right, I get. I it. feel good about it. It's not the best player on the Hawks, but it's the best fit for my team. Right. John Collins could have another option, but you're right about the fit still not really being what you would need. Yeah, I don't. I, I would offense. want, and I would be hoping for like in this next round to be real to pull like the Clippers or something, be able to put like Kawhi at the three and then move KD to the four. four. But. I get it. All right, let's get my last one. Sorry, I didn't spend, even though you just said it. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's the it's the tension. This is the tension now. We're just All right, I got Toronto. Ooh. So I kind of have a backcourt already, though. And I mean, you could take, like, Kyle Lowry and just move everyone down a spot. Move everyone down, right. Who does provide defense. Or you could take Fred, Fred Van Fleet, our boy. Still do Finals MVP, Fred Van Fleet, by the way. You know what? I'm going off the wall here. OG. <laughs> you know, I that was that, actually That's the my... fit for my team. That was my actual like first. That's a good. That's a good fit, because Beal can handle ball. SGA ball can handle ball. LeBron can handle ball, and OG can play off ball, hit corner threes, and he can defend some, anybody. Yeah, so. he can. He can defend one through four essentially, um, and that leaves LeBron not defending one of my right. best guys. Right now, well. LeBron's my third defender, so I just need a. I would prefer a semi-athletic center for my last one, but it doesn't have to be, I guess. But All right, I'm spinning. I got too excited about your pick. It was a good pick. Okay, so I got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jesus. Woo! <laughs> Are you going too bigs? Uh, I don't know. With the way your team's constructed, I don't know if I can pick Cat here. Put him on OG. You know what? Katie, Katie's got to guard LeBron. You know what? I'm gonna do something crazy. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put pick D'Angelo Russell. And In move everyone, moving everyone down a spot, kind of. Fox and Russell, your backcourt. Yeah. Luca and KD, your forwards. And then Capella as your center. Absolutely no defense here. <laughs> I'll say you had the defensive problem with Fox and Luca, and then you put D'Angelo Russell in there. Um, but again, scoring. It's a lot of scoring. We're just going to get out and run. Like, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I kind of like your team better as is right now. <laughs> Let me... I was worried get... about picking Capella and then getting like the Timberwol- Timberwolves who I would have gone with Cat, but that's what I mean, I guess NBA I could have gone like DeAndre Hunter or someone like that. Right. Or right, like John Collins. But it's still the same issue of like someone who's not really a good yeah. defender. Maybe right. is. Hunter is. He's out right now, but he is. So I get that for sure. All right. My my last one. Let me spin real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How nervous are you right now? No, I got the Mavericks. Dang it. Let me Ooh. do it again. Because you already took Luca off that team. Yeah. And I'm not taking Porzingis. I don't want him. That would so. have been a good fit, though. 
it like in theory it would have worked right so hold up just a minute yeah watching these videos it's like these guys were getting like the oh, clippers yeah. and the lakers and i got indiana Nets. Ooh. so do i want to go miles turner or Devonis the bonus here um turner I, provides more of the defense but i gotta go sabonis yeah i was about to say i think i think that sabonis fits really well especially next to lebron because he has kind of that skill set that we're seeing with like mark Gasol, where he's right. a big man who can kind of pass and has some high basketball iq and sabonis is someone i feel feel good matching up against capella on both ends like i'm not worried about Right, the bonus is defense in this situation. You don't so. really, he doesn't really have to run all over the place, like on the perimeter right. or anything like that. He just has to be able to help with screens and know where to be and clean up the rebounds, which he does really well with. So, all right, Ryan, recap your, your squad. Okay, so at point guard, I have D'Angelo Russell, and my other guard, I have De'Aaron Fox, and then my forwards, I have uh, Luca and Kevin Durant. And then uh, anchoring the defense and the center position is Clint Capella. All right. And then I got in my backcourt, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Bradley Beal. And then my frontcourt goes OG Ananobi, LeBron James, and Demonis Sabonis. So, Ryan, where do you feel like you have the advantage? Oh, boy. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I think the one advantage I could take it, not real advantage of, but I said advantage a ton in that sentence. I think where I could take advantage of your team is OG uh, with Luca. I could kind of hide Luca on defense on OG and right. then on offense, like OG is going to have a harder time uh, defending Luca there. Um, and then uh, that that's really my one advantage because Katie and LeBron pretty much a wash Capella and Saponis. I, I think you, you probably win that matchup Beal and SGA against Fox and Russell. Um, I have speed there, but honestly, defensively, it's going to be kind of a nightmare for me. <laughs> that's the kind of where I was thinking, like, even though SGA, like he has improved as a ball handler, as, as you've watched a lot this year. Um, Still, it's not like a a good defender couldn't shut him down. So if he's being guarded by one of Russell or Fox, and I think Fox is at least like passable on the defensive end, but yeah, still, I think I think I would have to hide Russell on SGA. Yeah, so it's like Russell's not even stopping an SGA pick and roll, and yeah. if Russell <laughs> and like if so, if SGA can generate me offense along with Beal, LeBron, and Sabonis. Like, I feel really strong about that. Beal can be kind of an off-ball guy for me. He doesn't yeah. even have to run 20 pick-and-rolls. Um, OG offensively doesn't have to do a gosh-darn thing besides staying in the corner. <laughs> right, and hit wide-open threes. Right. So that's the the thing. Even when SGA is off-ball, again, it's going to be wide-open shots. So I feel like my offense is very balanced here. Defensively, I think we both struggle a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're, you're two OG and LeBron. Your two forwards is what really wins you this game or this matchup, however you want to view it. Um, because look, when push comes to shove, LeBron's just going to get a stop. Like we've seen right. that time and time again. Can play defense. And they can play fourth quarter defense. 
Yeah, right. It's not this just faux defense. I think KD, because he's playing against LeBron, would step up his game quite a bit. I think we've seen oh, that. Oh, he's definitely KD. going for like 30. Yeah, you you see that from KD quite a bit. Um, I'd be really interested to see a De'Aaron Fox KD pick and roll. I think that would be a yeah. lot of fun. Um, yeah. I think you better have better probably team rebounding than I do. Um, I worry about like Luca and like uh, just the ability to rebound on my team period. Yeah. <laughs> like I have guys who get rebounds, but I'm not sure they're boxing out. Sure. Sure. And that makes sense. Like OG can like steal a couple that he shouldn't go get or, or whatever. I think it, in this, if these two teams were actually playing, I think I would put SGA as a defender on De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Like, and, and like Beal, guard Russell. I'm not super worried about him, to be honest. Like, of all the perimeter guys you have, I'm, I would rate Russell fourth. KD, yeah. Fox, Luca, in whatever order you want to rate him in. Fox would be third, obviously, but. And then Russell would be the fourth. So that's where I have to hide Beal, but I don't feel too bad about that, actually. Yeah, because then, I mean, like, this would be by far the best team D'Angelo Russell has played on. Um, Right. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how he fits because he he does, like, ISOing quite a bit. Um, And I feel like I have three guys who ISO quite a bit, and Russell are better at it than him, also. Yeah, exactly. Like, Luca and KD are better ISO players. And I feel like Fox, even though he's a really good ball handler, um, can kind of just run around. And he's been shooting really well this year from three. Yeah. So I, 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 would, I would have to take advantage of some turnovers from your team somehow, like SGA being kind of lax with the ball. Um, right. Or like Bradley Beal. You, um, you, you need to force Shea and OG to like make decisions. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Like get the ball out of LeBron's hands somehow like trap him off of pick and rolls um but then you have i mean lebron's such a great passer that you can get it to like sabonis uh on and sabonis rolls. can make another read yeah from there, and then right. he can make another play off of it which is which is dangerous yeah this was fun ryan i like this it was fun we it, i feel like we find a way to do this like once a year uh and it's always a good time it is that's good stuff so now we'll move on to semi real NBA topics, I guess. Um, I don't know. The All-Star game is really just a big illusion anyway. So um, it's our second topic. Um, if you didn't know, voting for All-Star um, ends here very shortly, February 16th. So go get those votes in um, for sure. So yeah, what go we vote did... for Andrew Wiggins some more, why don't you? <laughs> Again, it's always fun every year to see like who is weirdly high um, just for whatever fan vote reason. Um, Sometimes it's not fun, Ryan. It's really not yeah, fun. Yeah, like Alex Caruso was like top, what, like top 10 in guards or top 20 in guards or whatever. So Just was like, Russ in the East. Like, get, again, what are we doing? Get all the way out of here with all that. That's just so, ridiculous. Yeah, not here for it. Um, so what we did is we created who we think should be the All-Stars. Ryan took the West and I took the East. And uh, we'll, we'll run through starters for both of us and then benches for both of us. And uh, talk about any uh, questionable calls either one of us had. Mm, I like it. So, Ryan, get us started with the West, which is honestly the more challenging team to pick. 
because it's so hard many guys it's hard yeah if you'd be selective at first i was really quick with just typing out names i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. i gotta slow down here i gotta i gotta think about this uh so my five starters are steph curry uh donovan mitchell Kawhi leonard lebron james and uh Jokic at the five they all make sense the so problem in the west is there's like eight guys that make sense yeah exactly so I think the thing, like the most maybe controversial starter out of this group might be Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. <clears throat> and I understand that the Jazz are currently the best record in the league and one of the best records in the West, I think the best record in the West. Still. So he just gets the nod for, you know, being awesome. and Being, being the best player on the best team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, he has been balling. Like, like there's no like. It's not just like a gimme for right. him. Like, so right. you know, like I, it's like hard because like who, who are you taking off the starter list to put him in there? You know, Luca or Dame. So, it, I I get the why some fans would definitely be upset by Mitchell starting, but I I think you've got to reward the Jazz, not just with a All Star with a starter yeah exactly it's kind of like the Atlanta Hawks what a couple of four years ago where like all their starters got voted into the all-star right. game was that right they were all yeah. ended up being all starters well, it wasn't um, that the year they won like 60 games or something like yeah, that yeah. ridiculous and then got swept by the <laughs> Cavaliers but uh I digress Matt what who are your starters so again in the east um I kind of got in that same situation you did. Um, so front court though, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. I feel like mm-hmm. those are like the three easy ones. Yeah. Um, and then the back court. This is where a lot of discussion comes up for a lot of people, um, similar to yours, because again, you only got two spots here. So I went with Brad Beal, and I don't mean to be a homer here, but Jalen Brown. Hmm. So, and he's got a legit case though. Yes, um, he does. To be in that spot, especially considering um, how many games he's played, really having to carry the Celtics when, when Tatum was out for a couple yep. weeks, um, as well as averaging, I don't know what he's sitting at right at this moment, but he was averaging 25, 27 points per game for, you know, pretty much this entire season up to this point. So along with the defense still being an elite um, player on that end, I, I again, as you saw in the TikTok uh, team, I, I want I want balance. So yeah. I, I leaned Jalen Brown over someone like Kyrie in that situation. Yeah, there's no true point guard on your team, at least in your starters. I guess not. I mean, Brad Beal's had to be point for the Wizards for the last like two and a half years. <laughs> so there's that, <laughs> and also Kevin Durant is like a top five basketball player like in the world. So um, yeah. cool. Just like giving him the ball and getting out of the way. So, yeah, I have no qualms really with their starters. I think Brad Beal um, got snubbed last year at the all-star game for whatever, whatever reason, because everyone loves Trey young. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, and it's nice to get, see him get the nod here as a starter. Um, and I agree with that because he's been awesome. 
And he's averaging like what 30 plus points a game. This yeah, at one point it was like 35 and a half. Like <laughs> it's it was just, stupid. <laughs> just something ridiculous. Yeah. Um yeah, I think um man. I mean, you your Giannis, Katie, and B, like there's there's nothing there. Like there's no qualms there for me because those guys are all in the MVP conversation. Right. There's no way, like, unless um, and we'll get to some of these other guys. Like, there's no way you can put like Adebayo or Sabonis um, in there, Jimmy Butler. Like, it's just there's no contest for those three yeah. at all. Right. And it's yeah. pretty similar, honestly, to your front court, also of like Kawhi, LeBron, and Jokic. Yeah. Like, all three of those guys are like top six, top seven MVP candidates. So, you know, like, it's like, there's just no other real challenger for him. Yeah. I would almost argue that like, like you're the KD Giannis Embiid and then Steph Mitchell, Kawhi, LeBron, Jokic. Like that's the MVP conversation, right? I mean, yeah, pretty much like those are like the eight, maybe you got to include Luca and Damon there, but like, okay. Like that's pretty solidly the 10 at worst. So yeah, like I completely get that. You have seven of those guys. <laughs> that, that's the hard thing. It's like the West is so daunting and we can go into our benches now, I guess. Yeah, um, go ahead. So my seven bench guys uh, are Luca, Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, uh, Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, Christian Wood getting the all-star. That, that's the here. one, right. And Paul George as my seventh. Yeah. I, again, starting with like those first few guys listed. Again, someone or someone's can't start. Like that's right. just how basketball is. Like you only start five guys. Yeah, it was going to be Steph and Luca for me originally, um, and the Mavericks have just not done enough winning in the first part of this season to justify Luca starting. I think at this point, sure. um, Luca's had a good year. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him, but. Donovan Mitchell has definitely earned that spot. I feel Anthony Davis, like he's just not getting ahead of Jokic at this point. Definitely not. No. And then like the rest of the guys, Dame Booker, like the Suns have had a nice season. It's a nod to them. Zion's played really well this season and played most of his games. It's a nod to him. Yeah. Christian Wood. Like, I I think I got to include him. Like, I don't, I'm not taking away from other guys, but like to me, he's just been one of the centerpieces for that Rockets team and why they're just not a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, like with him playing, they're like a 500 team. Yeah. That roster is not a 500 roster. Right. Exactly. And he's been, I I think he's just been spectacular and a nice surprise. And he's kind of one of those guys, uh, like if you were guessing these all-star teams at the beginning of the year, his name wouldn't have been brought up at all. Um, but he definitely deserves it, I think, to this point in the season. Even if he doesn't end up playing because of injury, um, he definitely deserves, I think, the nod. Uh, and this would be up to the coaches. It wouldn't be up to the fan vote at this point. Um, but I think he deserves to get in. It makes sense to me. I, it's, it gets into, like, someone's getting left off the list right. that would be upset about getting left off the list, like Rudy Gobert, for example because you needed a third big and you chose Wood. And I would get why Rudy Gobert would be upset. But, I, I again, it's you got to make a definitive case for him over Christian Wood. And, 
you could make a case for him. Listen, I'm not counting screen assists in my all-star <laughs> focus. You're not that guy. Okay. I'm not so doing that's it that. then. So that's that's the conversation. I, I get it, right? It makes sense. It makes sense. Um so even then, yeah, there's really no one else off the top of my head that's like drastically coming to my mind either. Um, I mean from the West. I mean for, like I guess like I guess Brandon Ingram is another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one. It's kind of it's kind of hard for me to justify two Pelicans when they're eleven um, and fourteen. Yeah, when yeah. they're not even really, they're outside the playoffs right now. If they were like in the eight range, like I I think I could definitely justify it um, because he's played incredible. Jaw and would be uh, like one. currently, it's like Andrew Wiggins is in the top ten for voting, and then Carmelo Anthony, uh, and I'm just not I'm not there for that. So yeah. they can get all yeah. the way out of there. Jaw would be another one, and then uh, uh, my sneaky one, I don't know if I'd actually vote him in or not, um, would be DeMar, DeMar Ooh. DeRozan. Yeah. yeah the, the I, it's kind of hard because, like, the Spurs have played really well. It's just I, I don't – I didn't have a spot for them. Yeah, Jaw, Jaw's ankle where – ankle injury where he was out for two weeks. And I know I put Wood in, but uh, him being out for those two weeks kind of swung it for me. Because um, sure. it kind of came down to him and PG. I know P- PG hasn't played all of his games, but um, I don't know. I think record kind of matters in all-star voting a little bit, not a ton. But for like um, one last spot or something, I, I get right. why it does. Right. As like a tiebreaker almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's your bench, Matt? So um, let's go Jason Tatum. Again, yeah. another deserving Celtic. Yeah. Um, there, Bam Adebayo. I, the Heat definitely couldn't get them to All Stars um, this year, right. so I picked Bam as my one. Um, since he's played more games um, than Jimmy Butler, also the big man depth um, was going to be helpful for my squad overall. So um, I'm I'm here for for Bam Adebayo as the Heat representative. So get the Nets, um, their second all-star. I'll go Kyrie. I, mm, mm. you know, back to our um, TikTok teams. I get why you didn't pick Kyrie. Didn't fit. Um, you ended up having to go with D'Angelo Russell, though. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Um, but for for all-star, I it, you got to pick him. Even though yeah. he took his sabbatical mid-season um, and has had his whole deal. When he's played, he's been incredible. Um, the, the clutch scoring, the fourth quarter scoring has mm, been, yeah. you know, league leading. So while he has missed some games also, uh, he's done enough in the games he's played to get me, um, on board for him. And then it was honestly for me, these last four spots where I, I really had to pick and choose, um, who I wanted in. I, there were a lot of guys here. I don't, I didn't feel great about a lot of them, honestly. Um, right. So, uh, four guys for me to, to fill out my bench would be I'm gonna go Gordon Hayward. Mm, mm. Um, I know Irving and Hayward, former Celtics. That's definitely not the reason why I'm putting them. Because <laughs> um, once you're out, you're out. But um, I mean, Hayward's balling. He's making he the Charlotte Hornets look respectable as a franchise. Um, so that's a, a huge plus for him. Um, just on top of the fact, like he is playing well. Like. He, he really is shooting well. He's shown an ability to get to the rim um, and run pick and rolls. 
And so I just think like his game feels not, I don't want to say complete, but it's obviously taken a major step up from where it has been um, the last couple of years. He looks much closer to the Utah version of Gordon Hayward. And so I, I, I'm re- slightly rewarding the, the story here, but uh, the play warrants Gideon also. Yeah, for sure. And then the last three, so Sabonis, um, still averaging a double-double this year. Um, the assists are only at five and a half, not quite as high as honestly I expected. I thought it'd be closer to seven um, for him, but he's still playing well. He's had a couple tough shooting nights this past week, um, but I still love him overall as a player, as my third big in this group, really here for it. Um, I think he's just kind of gotten to the point of like, even his bad games aren't that bad. Mm. So put him in. And then I, I have two agree. guard spots to uh, figure out. And so as much as it pains me, I went with I was, Zach Levine. I was about to say, this is your boy. And this so, isn't like a good, your boy either. This is like a, no, I been, know. Right. You, you've been on the anti Zach Levine bandwagon for a year, right. year and a well, half. He, now. Well, he signed that contract. And I was like the beginning of last season. I was like, Oh no. And then he <laughs> balled out for like two weeks and we're like, Maybe we were wrong. And then he went back to doing Zach Levine thing. <laughs> like, ah, there it is. And this year, again, the Bulls, um, underwhelming. We'll put it that way. Underwhelming at 10 and 15. Hasn't that um, been the story for the Bulls for the last decade? What, like, really? I, I was, uh, yeah, outside of the Derrick Rose couple years, um, two decades. But, right, he's averaging 28, um, five and a half, five and a half. Um <laughs> Fourth but he's quarter. also what's his turnover rate? It has to be uh, like one to one. It's I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's probably not good. Um, I'm looking this up. Don't get me wrong. But again, similar argument made for Kyrie. The fourth quarter scoring is just through the absolute roof. Um, and so is like the shooting numbers. So I really it was picking between him and Trey Young. And honestly, both. Again, both teams, the Hawks are 11-14, Bulls are 10-15, both very underwhelming. Um, but I feel like, honestly, the Hawks have more to work with, and they're still bad. And Trey mm. Young, it's still a complete sieve on defense. <laughs> Zach Levine is a micro step above complete sieve on defense. So, <laughs> yeah, he, try, he, he puts in effort. He's averaging 3.8 uh, turnovers per game okay so it, not not quite one-to-one but not it's not, it's not far off either. yeah it's right. not far off like one and a half um you know what uh, that that could be worse so <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's the justifications I've and so like I'm thinking okay between him and Trey two guys who can really score um Trey Young is the better passer Zach Lean's a better defender um both teams kind of just stink like mediocre. Yeah. Um, so I went with the guy who I feel like has been the better fourth quarter guy. Um, so I went with Zach Levine. Nice. And then lastly, I went with Ben Simmons. The numbers, don't be wrong, aren't quite there, but defensively, um, the stuff that doesn't show up in the box score, he's still an absolute monster. Yeah. Um, to go along with like almost two steals and a block a game. So I'm, I'm, going to give the Sixers who 
we talked about the Jazz like needing one, maybe two guys. The Sixers needed one, maybe two guys, and so Simmons got their got them their second guy here. Um, and the last week or so, he's really started to come on on both ends, like really started to intensify his game. So I think as the next couple weeks go on as well, leading up to the All-Star game, that Simmons pick will look even more justified. Yeah, 100% agree. Like Simmons definitely – I know we've had our critiques of Ben Simmons on this podcast, um, but he definitely deserves, I think, this All-Star nod because he's he's played really well this year. And it, yeah. it doesn't really show up in the box score. You kind of have to watch the Sixers games to see it. Um, but he's been, I think, justifiably uh, to be put in the All-Star game. Uh, it, it, it's fair. I don't – I'm interested, it, like, Hayward getting in. I wonder if he actually does get in. Um, so, like, he's competing with, like – so, like, Chris Middleton's a forward this year, and so yeah. is Hayward. So, like, those are two guys who are probably battling – for a spot, um, I don't think you can get Pascal in this year. No, you can't. Um, I don't think like even someone like Jimmy Butler. I guess only played like thirteen games. Yeah. Um, Miles Turner would be another one, um, but he's kind of cooled off. Um, Julius, Julius Randall, yeah, maybe. Like, I definitely think he'll get votes. I just I couldn't quite get there with him. Although, if you say, "Hey, the Knicks." are just a tick below 500 that that deserves an all-star right i would understand um you could tell me nick vucevic and even Mm. though the the magic Mm. are terrible because it's nick vucevic and a bunch of g-leaguers um i would understand but he's i mean he really is an incredible player jeremy grant maybe deserves a a mention here Mm. but you play for the Detroit Pistons. So <laughs> we're six and whatever at this point. Seven and nineteen, Ryan. They beat the Celtics the other night because our boy oh, Sadiq Bay went for Third, 30. That's right. 30 points, a hundred percent shooting from three. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, he did exactly what I talked about him being able to do. And unfortunately, Boston did not get that scouting report. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were starting like Shimmy Ojale and Peyton Pritchard, but still. Um Hey, Shimmy Ojale was looking like an MVP the other night. He went for like 24, and I don't think that game, but a different game on um, the one before. So, yeah, weird, weird, weird stuff going on in the NBA um, mid-February. So, you Mid-February know. in a COVID year. Just absolutely yeah. insane. Also, uh, I, I'll go ahead and say I did – the most notable name I left off my team was James Harden. Yeah. Um, well, I think he, it's also – I mean, like – I don't know. I think Jimmy Butler went through this when he got traded from Minnesota to Philadelphia. It's like you kind of get this weird gray area where you play like some of your season one with one team in the other conference and some in the like once you're traded, you're in the East. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of people just passed on Jimmy Butler for an all-star spot that year because he had created such a ruckus in Minnesota. And I'm a I little feel bit like on Jim- that too. Yeah. To I, be honest. I, I feel like James Harden kind of deserves the same, same thing. Like you just don't get to yeah. be an all-star. It's just like some accountability here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's missed games this year, obviously. So whether you're thinking about Houston or not, um, so not playing a, a near complete game schedule, throwing a tantrum, 
to get out of Houston, which <laughs> again, not saying was even the wrong thing to do. I'm just, I'm not rewarding it though. Right. And then in Brooklyn, he's been the third guy. Yeah. So, and I don't know if I can give, even though like don't get me wrong, talent wise, he's a top 12 guy in the East. Like I obviously, right. But I don't know. Brooklyn hasn't been overwhelming. So I could, I couldn't give them three all-stars either. I think he'll actually get in just cause. Yeah. But for me, I, I couldn't get him there. That's fair. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not really going to fight. I, like I, I don't any, all the points you're bringing up, I'm not going to argue against them because I think they're fair points. And honestly, like, I don't know. I think Tatum at a bio, I guess those are front court guys. Never mind. I think like Irving, like Irving deserves it. Levine deserves it. Simmons deserves it. They've played mostly. I mean, Irving's the one who took that hiatus. Um, but like Levine and Simmons, like those guys have played mostly. I don't right. think they've missed very many games, if at all. So like, even if you're putting like Kyrie up versus James Harden, it's like, okay, so they've probably played about the same amount of games. So <clears throat> who's been better when they've played? Kyrie. Well, at least looking at the Brooklyn games, Kyrie. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's like, I, I kind of have to lean that way. Yeah. It feels and a little even, weird, but even in the games and like where James Harden was playing in Houston, he gave up most of those games, you know, he had like he those playing. first couple games where he just was like, fine, I'll walk out of, you know, walk out in street clothes and put up 40. Right. And then, right. He had like the, what, four straight games where he's like, I'll go for like 16. Yeah. Just like weird James Harden stuff. So, and it's like, yeah. yeah, you don't get all star spot. Yeah, I'm not rewarding that. So let's uh, let's move on. Our last topic, as we always do, Ryan, League Pass. Who are you watching this, hopefully just one week? I'm going to watch. I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm going to watch the Utah Jazz. Yes. I'm, ti- I'm one tired of watching crappy East teams, um, <laughs> which I've had the Heat and Hawks on back-to-back uh, for like a three-week span. And I'm just sick like of it. three and eight combined. Yeah, I want, <laughs> those- I want to watch – I want to watch some winning basketball. So I'm going to the Utah Jazz. Matt, what about you? So I'm taking the team. The Jazz will actually play on Monday, February 15th. Um, mm. Philadelphia 76ers. So I was thinking, I was going to pick them anyway, but I watched their game against the Suns today. Um, mm. Very, very entertaining game, um, by the way. I was That was a star-led um, game for both squads. Um so I was that was already in my thinking was that Suns game that happened today. Um, today being the day before Valentine's Day, make sure to get your significant other something nice. Um, <laughs> but so Monday, 76ers play the Jazz, so that'll be a great game. Um, as the 76ers are on their West Coast um, road trip, and so that ends the road trip. So I'm curious to see like how much um, they have left in the tank after going to um, Sacramento, Portland and Phoenix mm. losing to Portland and Phoenix. Yeah. And, uh, barely yeah, getting I mean, by Sacramento. It, yeah. It's a, uh, that Phoenix team really kind of took it to the Sixers today. Yeah. Like um, the Philly had moments where it's like, Oh, like you can't, there's no one who can stay in front of Ben Simmons and Deandre Ayton is just barbecue chicken against, against Embiid. Embiid. Yeah. Right. But then like outside of that, it's like, eh, at right. times. Well, the weird thing is, and I think the Sixers still have to find a way to overcome this, is that, I don't know if you're watching today, but, oh, you said you were. Yeah. Um, Frank Kaminsky was guarding 
Ben Simmons. It's yeah. like, oh God, they're just going to stick. Like in the when it comes to playoff time, whoever the fifth defender is, whoever the worst defender is, is just getting stuck on Ben Simmons because he just goes down to the dunker spot and sits yeah. and doesn't do like, anything offensively. So if it's a big man like that, though, like Simmons, he had moments where it's like, actually, go give me the ball like five feet above the three-point line and let me get ahead of steam. Right. And just took it to him. And like he there was one I, I distinctly remember, like against DeAndre Ayton, and he just bodied DeAndre Ayton <laughs> to get another and just laid it in gently then. And I was like, God, you just ran over like a 250 pound like <laughs> athletic big man um in his prime and like took it like there was nothing. Um so while yes, teams that will put like their Kaminsky um on him he can still take advantage of it when he like remembers he can do it so that monday game you know if you're gonna put a joe Ingles or bogdan bogdanovich on him um it, it might work out but also he might just get run over so yeah that's fair i mean i think you just live with those possessions and i and i get it in the way that jazz have been shooting threes um probably you know yeah. would make sense um, and for the 76ers finishing out the week, they got the Rockets, Bulls, and Raptors. Mm. So see if they can rebound after a, a, a brutal schedule on the West Coast. So for the Jazz this week, we'll find out some real stuff here. Um, we got the 76ers on Monday, of course, but then two Clippers games on Wednesday Ooh. and Friday. Uh, and then they play the Hornets on that Monday, the 22nd, um, which hopefully we should have another podcast out by then. But right. that's something to, to, to watch, and it's going to be a really interesting. Re- Are they going to walk out of that week one and three or 0-4? Or it's not inconceivable. It's a, yeah, it's not far-fetched. I also think they could walk out 4-0. You know? Right. If they do that, then the conversation of, like, is this real or not is kind of vanquished. Yeah. At least until we get to the playoffs. Yeah, it's not like, oh, my God, this is just another Utah year. This is a nice year for them. This is like, oh, my God, this team's for real, for real. Um, yeah. So, it, I, it, I mean, they're on six. They're what, like 15 of their last 16 or whatever they've won? Just something 15, insane. Something like that, yeah. And, right. And it's – I'm, I'm very interested to see – watch this team for real and not just kind of a quarter here or a quarter there and just see this team uh, and how they play. Cause it looks like they're having, they're, they're playing really fun basketball. They're moving the ball. They're um, being, they defend really well. And um, shoot a ton of threes now. And shoot threes. So this, this should be a fun week for me. Yeah. I should get out of the slog of Eastern conference, bottom half feeders. Uh, like there's, there's, there's some fun in that, but right. You got to get off of it at some point. Um, I did see it was during that Philly Phoenix game. They, they put a stat up on their like record against teams over 500 and the, uh, the jazz had the second best percentage. They're nine and three against teams over 500. That's so, really good. like they're, they're beating good teams. They're not just beating, yeah. you know, Joe Schmoes out here. Right. It's not the like the 76ers where they're kind of inflated because they've been playing the Hawks like the twice. Magic. Yeah. Right. The magic and, all these te- like the Celtics, even when they've been beat up, it's like they're not getting these easy wins. They're playing yeah. some really good teams. 
Yeah, no, I think it's a good pick. <clears throat> well, that's it for episode 100, Matt. That's all. That's crazy. How does that feel? How does it feel? I, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this. I just want to hit on this for a second or two. Like looking back, what are your, some, some of your favorite memories on this podcast from this podcast? I mean, doing the emergency pods, like yeah, the AD awesome. trade and stuff. Yeah. Those are great finals we, ones. We, yeah, we've had some great moments on this podcast, like the Harden trade, the AD trade. Right. Like, I think that's just part of it. Um, like the, the randomness of the NBA. Right. And we have tried to capture that in the pod as much as possible. Um, I, I really dig getting to this, trying to do it every week. Um, yeah. You know, when, especially when we're not in a global catastrophe. But, you know, like we, we've persevered and for episode 100, had to persevere again and uh, <laughs> do it via Zoom. Um, hopefully his audio doesn't suck, but uh, we'll see. I'll listen back to it. Yeah. Well, we'll both have to. I've really enjoyed doing this podcast with you, Matt. I know this isn't our last episode, um, but I've really enjoyed doing this with you. We always talk basketball whenever we hang out, anyway, and it's just fun talking talking ball with you. And um, I don't know, it's it's just like weird looking back. I remember our first episode we're recording just on my kitchen table with one (laughs) microphone, um, and how like I was like, oh my god, this is gonna last for like 10 episodes and we've kind of like you said we've persevered we've we've kept going um and it's been fun i mean we ha- we don't have like this hardcore hardcore group of people who listen but we do have people who listen and they they enjoy it at least they tell me and they enjoy it they haven't uh slandered the podcast in front of me <laughs> uh which is fine but i've really check enjoyed burners. yeah i gotta check the twitter burner uh, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you for saying yes to this, uh, whatever, three years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, and for the people who don't know, Ryan is the brains behind the operation. Like, <laughs> loosely, loosely like, brains behind the operation. I, I can hit the play button and that's about <laughs> it. Like, that's all I got in here. Yeah, it, we have this nice thing going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Matt's really the basketball genius here. I, I, I just know the technical side of things. Um, Cause Matt does all the like NBA, like the college scouting stuff. Like, oh, I, I haven't even put my drafting on our drive yet. Ryan, like there's like 150 players on it. See, yeah, I think that's <laughs> in the that, weeds. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that I don't think you get enough credit for Matt is that you put, put in work that not a lot of people see. Um, but it, it definitely helps you uh, in, inform your opinion here on this podcast uh, because you do put in that work. You, 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 I mean, you go 150 players deep in like each of your <laughs> draft boards. Uh, and it, it's just a lot of fun to, to see that. And um, I know you don't have a ton of time with coaching basketball, teaching, being a new parent, but you make time for this. And I really appreciate that. Last thing, shout out to uh, Shelby and Annie. Mm. That's the, the wife and, and baby. Yep. So for let me, not that you're ever going to listen to this because Shelby, you don't listen to these and any, like we didn't say any bad words. So I guess I should put this on when you're eating breakfast in the morning or something. But, uh, you you got to start that Philadelphia 76 or slander. Now. <laughs> oh, it, she was watching the game today with me and I was, she saw how we were uh, <laughs> glad when uh, Chris Paul hit his mid range jump shots. 
Devin Booker pulling up from the logo to ice. Devin Booker was just going off today. It was incredible. Uh, it was incredible. Well, Matt, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you for being flexible with the Zoom. I think we figured this out for whatever reason. If we hit another global pandemic, knock on wood. Plus uh, a uh, torrential just storm. Yeah. Yeah. We figured out the Zoom thing. So we could do this remotely if we needed to. Bang so the it. show goes on. Show goes on. Um, and that's it for episode 100. Thank you for uh, listening to this last little bit here. Uh, we will see you back for episode 101. Triple digits. Whoa. That's weird. Yeah.